Hello guys and welcome to today's episode. So today we are going to talk about the you look healthy comment. Oof, if you have or have had an eating disorder, I can imagine this comment just brings a lot of uh, mixed and difficult feelings forward. And if you haven't had an eating disorder, then you might be thinking, wait, what's wrong with that? So that is essentially what I'm going to talk a bit about in this episode. I'm going to explain a little bit for those who are supporting someone with an eating disorder about why this comment can be triggering and what to say instead. And then for those of you who are in eating disorder recovery, I'm going to talk a bit about why you shouldn't freak out so much when this compliment or intended compliment uh, comes up, because it probably will, and why people say it and what it actually means. And I'm also going to talk a bit about how, for some people, recovery means not getting this compliment anymore you know so I'm going to talk a bit about just everything related to the whole thing with looking healthy because I think it's such a frustrating misunderstood part of eating disorders where they think that if you look healthy you are healthy when the truth is that an eating disorder is not really a look it is a mental disorder with certain physical side effect in some but not all cases and not at all times. So if you are in recovery, there is something that I want to say, and I know I say this quite a lot, but I will say it again, and that is that in recovery, conflicting thoughts and emotions will arise. What we fear the most is actually also often what we want the most. So I want you to keep this in mind, and don't be too hard on yourself if you have these very confusing, conflicting emotions where you might want to get healthier, you might want to recover, but at the other end, you kind of are like, oh, letting go of that illness, letting go of that sick body and identity is also difficult. This is very, very, very common. So let's talk a little bit about this this uh, compliment or intended compliment, because that is what it is. It is intended as a compliment. So the thing you need to remember is that people say what they think we want to hear, right? <clears throat> so if you are someone who is in recovery and the people around you, they see and know that you are fighting so hard, they want to acknowledge it. They might feel like not saying anything and just pretending you're not in recovery is considered rude because you then you're not getting any feedback from them, you know? They think you want this feedback. Healthy is a positively loaded word. They know that you are on a journey to become healthier, meaning free from your eating disorder. Therefore, that is in their head very logically what they want to compliment you on. So what you need to remember is that healthy does not mean done healthier does not mean that oh fine i'm done with recovery now apparently i look healthy i can just stop here because that is what your eating disorder is going to tell you but that is just not reality so just as a little comparison slash metaphor imagine that you know someone and they go to the hairdresser you know they're going there they're excited they're getting their hair cut and then they come back and you will probably regardless of whether you like their haircut or not you will tell them, oh my god, your hair looks amazing. You say this because you assume that is what they want to hear. They went to the hairdresser, put in money, time, effort into going there, getting their hair done, and now they have accomplished a result, a visible result. You assume that's what they want to hear, right? 
In the same way, when you are in recovery and if you are someone who are in a weight gain process, that's what they assume you want to hear. They want to hear. They think that you want to hear that. That's what they say it. They want to encourage you. They want to, you know, be happy for you and give you a boost. That's what they think they're doing. But we know, those of us who have been in recovery know that it can very often be taken a very different way where healthy, like I mentioned, would get translated to mean done. So one thing to be aware of is that the eating disorder will always look for ways to stay overdue and to kind of stay as long as possible and as much as possible, even when you are recovering, right? So just to explain that, your eating disorder might be like, okay, you can recover, but only a tiny bit. I'm still going to stay here. Oh, you can gain weight, but only a tiny bit. Eating disorder will latch on and grip on for as much as it can for as long as it can. And the eating disorder will interpret this as a reason for you to not go further because, oh, you're fine now. And this can be really challenging because, first of all, for many people in recovery, the physical recovery happens quicker than the mental recovery, right? It can be really challenging feeling like your brain and your body are moving in different faces. I remember when I was in recovery, I wanted my weight gain to be slow. And I kept telling my psychologist like, yeah, like, yeah, I'm fine gaining weight, but it just needs to be this exact way, this exact pace. It needs to go like this and that and this and that. All of these rigid rules that it can't go too fast. And she would call me out on it and just be like, Amalia, why does your weight gain need to be slow? And I I didn't have any non-eating disordered reasons for it. My eating disorder would have a trillion reasons for it, but there were no non-eating disorder reasons for why my weight gain should be as slow as possible. As a recovery coach, I always tell clients that recovery is essentially doing everything that feels wrong until it feels right. Do everything that your eating disorder hates. Repeat, 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 repeat. So weight gain, it is supposed to make you uncomfortable because as again, I also always say, Things tend to scream when dying, and that includes the eating disorder. So if you're going through recovery and you're always feeling comfortable, you're probably not really truly pushing yourself. So the process is supposed to be uncomfortable. It's supposed to be unpredictable. Nobody has a weight gain and recovery that follows this perfect predictable graph. It's a myth. It does not exist. It is so important not to apply the eating disorder perfectionism, rigidity, and obsession with numbers onto recovery because that in itself it's not really recovery you know it's supposed you're supposed to let go of some control and predictability and just trust the process that's the key trust the process so in short if you are someone who's going through a weight gain process prepare yourself for discomfort you know so that when it happens you're not feeling like something is going wrong that's just so important because it's supposed to feel wrong and often people might compliment you for looking healthy, healthier, better, good, whatsoever, before you're there. You know, you might still be in that weight gain process and you'll be thinking, wait, I still need to gain more weight, but these people are telling me I look healthy now. Oh, that can be so triggering. But what I want to remind you is similar to what I just mentioned with that hairdresser metaphor. If your friend goes to the hairdresser, cuts their hair... And you might not even see that much of a difference in their haircut. You're still going to say, oh, that looks great. It looks, looks amazing. Yeah, I can really see a difference, even though you don't. 
In the same way, people might think that if they tell you, hey, I know you're in recovery, I know, but I can clearly see you are not there yet. I can clearly see you need to gain more weight. I think if they tell you that, that is discouraging. In the same way that if your friend came from the hairdresser and you were like, I can't really see anything. I think you need to cut more hair right away. You know, this is just, again, it sounds so silly, but this is essentially how people are thinking. And they're thinking that they want to acknowledge and encourage your progress, even if they can't fully see it. They want to tell you, oh, you look great, amazing, keep going, because they think this motivates you to keep going. But what actually happens is that you might freak out and be like, oh, wait, no, it's visible. I I need to stop now. I can't gain more. I'm fine now. I'm fine now. Again, eating disorder, trying to stay overdue. So just a little note to those of you who are supporting someone with an eating disorder and are trying to you know, not say the wrong things. First of all, I just need to tell you, you are going to say the wrong things at time. It's going to happen. You know, it's impossible to always say the right things. But I can kind of give you a little bit of a tip on how to avoid some of the very common little pitfalls. And that is overall, avoid commenting that someone looks healthier, better, you know, avoid complimenting on weight gain or weight changes in general. Instead, if you're supporting someone in recovery, comment on non-physical things. So for instance, oh, you seem more present these days, or you seem more alive. I noticed that you smile more. And also don't assume that weight gain automatically means recovery because it doesn't always do that, you know? Some people go through eating disorders and their weight might go up and down without that necessarily being an indicator that they're doing better. So just be aware of that and refrain from commenting on weight gain in general. I would also strongly recommend, and this goes to both those people with eating disorders and also those supporting them, is communicate, communicate, you know. Ask the person, if you are someone supporting someone with an eating disorder, ask them, hey, what type of language triggers you? How can I best support you? What things should I not say? Because everyone has something that they might find triggering. Other people might have certain things that they don't. You know, maybe there are someone with an eating disorder who don't mind comments on on, on their weight gain, for instance. So communicate with each other. Don't just like listen to what I'm saying and be like, oh, Amalia said it. That's facts. Communicate with each other. I'm saying what is generally... I've seen as a pattern and what I see with a lot of people that I work with, also with myself, because I also have recovered from an eating disorder, but everyone is different. And just to circle back to what I said about an eating disorder doesn't necessarily mean looking very underweight. The majority of people with eating disorders are actually not underweight. It's only a minority of people who are underweight. And for those people with eating disorders who are underweight, They don't tend to stay underweight for the whole time. That is rare. It happens, but it's more rare, you know. So don't assume just because someone has gained weight, they're doing better. I want to share a little bit of a personal story here as well. When I was in recovery many, many years ago now, I remember I was in recovery and I had gained some weight. I went from being very underweight to underweight still, but less underweight than I was, right? 
And I did what, in <laughs> in retrospect, was a bit of a mistake. I shared a picture of myself, basically. I kind of wanted to show people, like, hey, I'm actually serious about this recovery thing. Like, I'm actually not just talk. I'm doing it, you know? So in a way, I wanted to show people I was recovering, but I did not mentally prepare myself for the type of comments that I would get. <sighs> so I'm saying this, if you are someone who is considering sharing a progress picture, be aware that the feedback might trigger you. Because I share this picture of myself where I was looking, I was I gained some weight, which was visible, but I was still very thin and I still had a far to go before I was weight restored. And I got comments about looking so healthy, looking so good. Yes, amazing. Oh, you look fantastic. And my eating disorder was like, holy shit, you can stop now. You are done. You should not gain more. You can stay here. Clearly, you look fine now. That's what my eating disorder told me. I mean, rationally now, and the rational part of me then as well, could tell me that, hey, people are trying to be nice and supportive. People are just trying to encourage you. They think this is what you want to hear. But it can be very difficult when you are in like the depths of an eating disorder to fully like share, like separate between the eating disorder and reality and like your rational brain. In recovery, avoid triggering yourself excessively and set certain boundaries to trigger proof your recovery. Set boundaries with the people around you, like, hey, I would prefer if you didn't comment on my body, or hey, I would prefer if we didn't have conversations about other people's body size. And also, if you are someone who's getting compliments on a weight loss, talk about this as well. This is such an unfortunate thing, because there are some people who experience that they develop an eating disorder, especially if they start in a bigger body, and then they develop an eating disorder, lose weight, and they get compliments for their weight loss when the weight loss actually is part of an eating disorder. So this is what I'm saying. Just as you shouldn't compliment on someone's weight gain, don't compliment on weight loss either because you never know what's behind. You never know. And even if it is an intentional weight loss that someone has been trying to achieve, by complimenting, you're still saying, hey, there's less of you now. Good. You know, you're still implying that a smaller body is a better body when that is not the case. So I read something that said that what is diagnosed as an eating disorder in a thin person is often encouraged in a fat person. And I think that is so true. And it's just such a shame. And when you are someone in a bigger body, letting go of an eating disorder can also mean letting go of certain social advantages, social approval, and getting compliments, negative compliments for your recovery which is just, it's just something is so broken with our society. For some people, their healthy looking face, their so-called healthy looking face, they might have been at the most unhealthy point in their lives. Overall, I think society would just be a little bit better if we stopped commenting, complimenting on weight changes in general and instead just focused on body neutrality and didn't associate body size with health. Everybody is different. We all have a different set point weight range. We can't just pick and choose this. This is something that is just biologically set in our bodies. And we can either choose to spend the rest of our lives fighting this or accepting it and living a full life because you can't really live a full life when you are fighting yourself and your body. And this can be so scary. You might have attached a great deal of your identity to your body. 
But overall, you are not your body. You have your body. You are you. And by maintaining a body that was never really meant for you, because that body size, if it's not within your healthy set point range, that is not your body. That's your eating disorders body. If you keep maintaining that, you will not live a full life. And it's also important to be aware that when you are in the depths of an eating disorder, don't trust everything you think and feel about your body, okay? Because your body image will tend to be extremely distorted. So focusing just on body neutrality and kind of accepting that, hey, I can't really quite see my body realistically now and that's okay because I don't really need to. It's so ironic because what I often hear from clients and also what I experience myself is that Once I got to a healthier body weight for my body, I actually could see my body more realistically. But sometimes things get worse before they get better. I would say that in my recovery process is probably the time where I'm the most blind on my body. You are weight restored when you are weight restored related to your body's natural set point range. Not necessarily BMI, BMI is outdated. And absolutely not when some random person tells you, oh, you look good now, you look healthy. That is not an indicator of you being done with recovery. What it is an indicator of is someone around you trying to be polite. It is just an interesting one because I think in most other illnesses, it would be considered a compliment. For instance, imagine someone is suffering with cancer and things are going a bit better you know they're still not that they're best but they're doing a bit better and someone's saying oh you look great you look amazing that person with cancer will probably not freak out and be like I'm not done yet I'm not done yet you know so this is something very unique to an eating disorder because an eating disorder comes with a lot of ambivalence you know you want to recover but you might not also not want to because there is identity in it and now let's move over to today's listener question. So full transparency, this episode is recorded before the podcast has been announced. So I actually have this question from a group member because I had a recovery course and then we have a group and this person posted this in the group and permitted me to use this question in the podcast. If you now have a question that you would like me to answer in the podcast, send an email to contact at letsrecover.co.uk and title it with podcast question and send in. I cannot guarantee that I will answer your specific question because I assume I'll probably get a bit too many to answer, but I will try my best and also I will see a bit on if there is something a lot of people are asking, I'll prioritize those specific questions. Anyways, let's get into it. So today's question is one that I think is very relevant for a lot of people. So it says, I have a question regarding hunger levels slash cues. I still experience extreme mental hunger, but my physical hunger seems to stay away already quite some months now. I would say I only experience physical hunger once a day and not that much. At the same time, I don't really get full quickly when I'm eating big meals, big snacks or big desserts. It is especially in the morning that I feel my full stomach, bloated, achy, water retention in the belly, arms and upper legs. And having barely any physical hunger cues make it extra challenging to eat. Feeling like it's unnecessary to eat. Thanks in advance. 
So this is a very good question because this is something I get so often from people in recovery. And it is this panic that, but am I really hungry? And like this thing that, oh, but I need to make sure I'm actually hungry, you know? So I just want to tell you that when recovering from an eating disorder, hunger is hunger. It doesn't really matter if it's mental hunger or physical hunger. And if anything, this mental hunger and this like food obsession and drive to eat is actually a telltale sign of undernourishment and you needing to eat. This obsession with finding out and analyzing if you're really hungry is actually the eating disorder's way to get you to eat less because that is what eating disorder wants. It wants you to not eat, you know, and it will tell you, hey, are you really hungry? You need to analyze. Are you sure you're not just bored? Are you sure you're not just this and that and this and that? But the truth is when you are in recovery, hunger tends to manifest in quite a few different ways. You know, there is not just that rumbling in your stomach. Actually, me personally, when I was in recovery, that was not my main hunger. Hunger very often when you are in recovery from eating disorder will tend to manifest more as mental hunger. It may manifest as a food obsession, being obsessively thinking about food all the time and just a drive to eat despite being full. So be aware of this. You are allowed to eat. If you feel a drive to eat, then eat. Very often in recovery, I tend to say specifically drive to eat more than hungry or hunger because when I say hunger, people often think that I'm referring just to having a stomach that's rumbling, but I don't. Any type of hunger, whether it's mental, physical, as long as it feels like a drive to eat, just eat. And even if you don't have a drive to eat, because that also happens to some people in recovery where there is no mental or physical hunger, you still need to eat. That is the thing. You still need to eat no matter what. And the truth is that for someone who's perfectly healthy without an eating disorder, not under the set point weight range, perfectly nourished, they're not going to obsessively be thinking about food all day. They're not. That obsessive extreme thinking, it's a sign of undernourishment. Eating is never unnecessary. It is the most important thing you can do right now. You are in recovery from eating disorder. It is never unnecessary. There is no such thing as unnecessary eating or unnecessary calories or anything like that. All food is good food and you need to eat. If you are ignoring your hunger, whether it's mental hunger, a drive to eat or physical hunger, all of these are restriction. If you're in recovery and you're obsessively thinking about eating chocolate, but you instead just, oh, I'm just going to have some self-control and not eat it. Or oh, I'm just going to have an apple instead. That is restriction, you know? In recovery, eat. And I know this is, sounds so like obvious, just, oh, in recovery, eat. Oh, thank you for solving my entire eating disorder, Molly. Thank you for pointing out the obvious. But it's still like, it is, um, it is simple, but not easy, right? It is simple as in you need to eat, but it is not easy because you have a brain that is telling you 500,000 reasons why not to eat, but you never have to justify eating. I heard something and I don't know exactly where I heard it from, so unfortunately I can't provide an exact like citation, which I often tend to do when referencing certain things, but I heard something that... When you are undernourished, the body and brain will prioritize sending you more mental hunger cues than physical hunger cues. Apparently it has to do with 
with that taking less energy or something. I can't quite remember. But overall, this mental obsession does not mean that you are not really hungry or less hungry. If anything, it's actually more a sign of the opposite. Hunger cues will stabilize and normalize with time. But it takes time. And you can't really expect going into recovery and just waking up and be perfectly hungry through that meal and then full and just everything being perfectly predictable. It is going to be a bit messy. You're going to have days where you're going to be super full and you're going to have days where you can eat everything in your kitchen and that will happen. You will go, you will be very confused at times and be like, wait, what? And I think the key is just don't feel like you need to overanalyze and debunk and understand and interpret your hunger. Just go with it. And remember to eat also those times where you're not feeling hungry. Because this is a thing in recovery. We know that that sometimes hunger just kind of disappears. Even mental hunger. Because sometimes you just feel like food is just not that interesting. In those cases, it's important to focus on just, I call it mechanical eating. That is when you essentially are just... You're just eating. You're kind of just forcing yourself, just lifting the fork, chewing, not really thinking that much about it in the same way that you will brush your teeth. You don't really think, do I really want to brush my teeth though? Do I really need to? I mean, mm, I'll be fine not doing it. You just do it. And that is sometimes the right approach to have to eating. Give yourself time and give yourself a lot of food and you will notice that it will eventually start normalizing. And when it do, it's such an amazing feeling. I used to be so all or nothing with food. I would either eat like five packs of cookies or not touch the cookie at all. And it was such a crazy feeling for me when I came to a point in my recovery when I could have a few cookies and be fine. Or when I could have a whole package of cookies because that's just what I wanted that night without feeling guilty for it. Because that is the thing. You are going to go through phases where you're going to feel like eating all of the cookies. And that's fine. But then you also will come to a point where you're just kind of like, eh, I'm fine now. The overall implication in this question is that food is something dangerous and something that needs to be controlled. And that hunger is unpredictable. And if you don't hold on to some control, then it will just come over you and you lose control. That is kind of the underlying fear here. And it is important to kind of work on that fear and debunk that fear. And really the only way to debunk it is by just doing what your eating disorder don't want you to do and do that repeatedly. There are going to be times in recovery when you are full, so full you can't move, but you're still going to just feel like a drive to eat. Yes, you are going to panic. Yes, you're going to think, oh my God, I'm developing binge eating disorder. But guess what? You're not. Because that is part of healing your hunger and healing your hunger cues. Just as there's going to be times where you just don't feel like eating. But when you go through those phases when you don't feel like eating and you actually use that as a reason to skip the meal, that is the eating disorder taking control. You do not need to want to eat to need food. And if you want to eat, good for you. That makes eating more enjoyable. There is just so much fear-mongering around emotional eating and eating out of boredom, etc., etc. But you need to let go of this fear. You need to let go of this fear and trust that your body is not secretly trying to like make you lose control around food. And actually, very often, you need to kind of just let go of all control to regain the control. And that's the last one. And I very often tell people this, but I'm going to say it now. If you had someone else asking you this question with the information they gave, right? 
What advice would you give them? Very likely your advice would have three letters and it would be eat. But then it's the thing when you're applying it to yourself. That is when it becomes difficult because your eating disorder will kind of, you know, the unicorn syndrome will just kick off and you will think, oh, but it doesn't apply to me, but I'm different. But the thing is that you are not different. You need to eat. So apply the advice that you would give others to yourself. Anyways, that was it for today. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, please leave a review, leave a rating and let me know. And if you have any specific topics that you really want me to talk about, feel free to contact me, send an email. And if you've got a question as well, send an email and I will, of course, try my best. So yeah, have a wonderful day, guys.